What's up, and welcome to another episode of the Most Wise Guys podcast. Today, I am your host, Pop Uncle Dan, accompanied by the architect. Oh, raw. Oh, Islam, God of the Sun. Okay, and the Lord Emperor Disco. Mm. <laughs> how you doing, Disco? How you guys doing? I don't know if it's good, just good. me, but you sounded kind of like muffled in the beginning. That's why. Yeah, I he I did sound muffled. a little muffled, but he sounds yeah. better now. It's all right. Did it yeah, you sound good now. Do it over? Should we just cancel the podcast? Start over episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Reintroduce ourselves. Oh god. Oh man. So, um, in this episode, we we got a we got a lot to talk about. We we are gonna do a little recap of uh, what happened at WrestleMania and all of WWE. But first, I do want you guys to go ahead check out all of our social medias. Damn, I thought that's what you could go with. Check Damn. out all of our social medias. So you can go ahead, follow, like, share, subscribe. I didn't mean to say that part. I'm sorry. I was just reading that. And uh, yeah, you go ahead, do all that. Check out everything we're doing. Um, all our social medias, you can check out the links on this site right here. If you're watching, whether it be on YouTube, on twitch.tv slash Guys, or on our main site, loswiseguys.com, right below me. You can go ahead. <laughs> Damn it, Eslam. <laughs> <laughs> Set them all out of order. I don't know what you're doing. My bad, I don't know man. I did, you know, I don't know I'm just trying to. He's off the My reaction time is that of a um, retarded tortoise. I could tell so by it, the length of that sentence. It yeah, was. exactly. So you know, you gotta you gotta work with me here. But like for real, go ahead, check out loswiseguys.com, or you can always check out the LWGFEGLS3. That's right, season three, mm-hmm. where we are doing everything. I'm I'm in the lead as usual. We go out there, see the score, see what's going on, and see how bad I'm going to beat everybody this year. But yeah. we're not going to talk about that, guys. We are going to talk about WWE. We got a whole big ass episode of Powerbomb Weekly. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I think it says HBO Max for Twitch. I did notice that. It did not <laughs> update. Yeah, it didn't. Gun. <laughs> what's it say on Twitch? No, on Twitch I did that. That's fine. Let, 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 let them live, you know? Let them live They'll out figure there. it out. H- let's, HBO let's... did one hell of a job for The Last of Us. <laughs> let's give them their flowers, guys. They're going to tune in for Last of Us and get slapped with WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no. So we're going to show off some WrestleMania 39. Uh, as a caveat, uh, just so you guys are aware, I saw the entire thing. Um, I did see the Hall of Fame. I did see the Monday Night Raw afterward. Disco watched night two of WrestleMania. Once again, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're not a diehard wrestling fan. You're not really a wrestling fan at all. So thank you for that. I very much appreciate that on behalf of everyone who's ever watched an inkling of wrestling. Who, who got <laughs> inducted? Islam, Anybody of, of no? Oh, I got it. I got a slide. Don't you worry about that, sir. Oh, okay. I got yeah, a slide. Sorry. All right. No, you're good. And uh, Islam, you didn't watch anything. And for no. that, I appreciate you too for, whole, for standing I by did, your morals. I did watch a GIF. Yeah, I'll, take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, I'm gonna take it back because you said GIF and not GIF. But no, we're it's, good. I, I think it's GIF. All right. Well, Fuck I don't. That's gifts. what I call my peanut butter. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, it's not good peanut butter, but <laughs> these, I don't buy it. These little videos are are GIFs. Even the creator said so. They're so. Just, well, yeah, but he's wrong. As a as a as a whole, he's the, the world agreed. Like, yeah, I know he's the creator. No. The creator isn't always right. Vince McMahon created JDB. I don't know. You wouldn't say giraffe. Like it's definitely giraffe. That's that's a different word. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, yeah I mean the other argument is like English. you don't say gift, you say gift, right? So it's just like you can make the argument for both sides. Yeah. And gif you're is never the better win. one. I mean, you're never gonna win. It just sounds better saying gif. No, it doesn't. Gif sounds better. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I'm gonna say yeah. gift to the day I die. Good. I gotta say, say I'm, I'm on the, the tongue. I'm on the wrong. 
I just I'm on the GIF you. side too. So yeah. you guys, two, you guys, two, 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 that's why I got the big picture. You guys got the little one. I know Aslam could change that at any moment. He wants. <laughs> <laughs> two, about two to, GIFs, but I'm standing by. <laughs> I knew you were about to. That's why I was like, I'm gonna say it before you get there. My reaction time's faster than yours. <laughs> All right. So Aslam, if you want to show that first slide, there. Uh, yes. Uh, All right. So, so first off, let's 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 talk about WrestleMania. So, Disco, is this your first ever watching WrestleMania? Honestly, I think so. I <laughs> it was uh yeah. Tell me how I it can't even. Shane? I, I can't no, even remember. Shane. I I might have seen one or two like when I was younger, like back when The Rock and like Stone Cold. But yeah, I if you ask me about them, I couldn't tell you anything about it. But I'm pretty sure I did back then. But in 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 my thirties and in even twenties, I don't think I've seen any any WrestleMania. So this you. would be uh. Yeah, my first time in in like my adult life. I got you. Real quick, shout out to Clark Griswold in the chat, even though he's pronouncing the wrong gif uh, name there, and he's spelling it correctly. <laughs> but um, no, um, so yeah, I mean, Disco. Real quick, you I just want to know your rating five five on a scale of one to one to five. Where are you giving WrestleMania? <clears throat> oh, WrestleMania. Uh, it's a uh, on a scale of stuff that I would normally watch mm-hmm. just, i would just say in your opinion, was, where are you putting it it was a it was a strong like 3.8 ish you know mm-hmm. i uh i respect it i was i wasn't like totally enthralled but there were points where i was definitely like oh shoot what the heck i yeah, totally no, I like you. <laughs> you know i could I find you. myself getting lost in certain parts and the certain parts i kind of just my eyes got glazed over I, i'd find myself looking at my phone or just doing anything else <laughs> i gotcha yeah so uh as you just saw on the screen clark griswold did mention that uh it's it's foreign him that this is somebody's first mania i mean it's i i get you but it's still out there there's a lot Shit, of people I'm that still, i'm still at zero that doesn't watch one yeah <laughs> mind you he hasn't been there but for the what is it the g1 super card in yeah. madison square garden the joint show between <laughs> yep. uh, new japan pro wrestling and ring of honor the first major show outside of WWE to do uh, main show in Madison Square Garden. Eslam was there. <laughs> it's like it doesn't happen. And he was there. He was there yes. present with me. Yes, Man doesn't remember a fucking thing that happened. No, I, I hate do not. Him for it. One he witnessed his wrestling history, and it just yeah. went right over. And his I head. was there for <laughs> AEW before the pandemic. It was amazing. Literally the last show Chicago. before the pandemic. Yep, the I was there. Revolution pay per view. The I witnessed history. I just don't remember it. Yeah, you got to see Orange Cassidy versus Pac. Yep, in Orange Cassidy's first match, I think at the time in AEW, and that no, the first one where he tried <laughs> in mm-hmm. AEW, and you also got to see the the Hangman Kenny Omega versus Young Butts tag team match, which is arguably considered the greatest tag team match in wrestling history. But um, you don't remember any of that either. So fuck you. <laughs> nope. I just remember right. I almost got molested by a ghost. That's about it. And that's right. That's, that was the same trip in Taco Bell. Yeah, that's what happens. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about WrestleMania. So, Disco, you saw night two, so I'm going to focus a little bit on night one. Um, so I'm looking here at the uh, the image. I don't know if you want to bring that up real quick again, Eslam. Um, so uh, a couple things first off. Um, I don't know if you could see the cursor or anything when I move it. But um, basically, the first part here I want to talk about is just straight at the main event of night one. The first time ever we had a tag team championship match at the main event of WrestleMania. It's never been done before. Um, I'm very glad that they did this. Sami Zayn, the man who's kicking 
Jay Uso in the face has been on fire. He's got to be like the MVP of WWE this year. And uh, the fact that they got the chance to put him in the main event, I'm very happy about. Uh, even though it was night one, it's still a main event of Mania, and it was a tag team match. One hell of a match, one of the best tag team matches I've ever watched. Phenomenal. Uh, next to that, we do have Rhea Ripley, who beat Charlotte Flair for the WWE SmackDown Wins Championship. Another amazing, phenomenal match. A lot of people thought this was going to go on last. In the end, I think um, I think it was still up in the air what they wanted to be the main event, and they finally switched to the tag team match instead of this. Some people were upset about it. I think most people were okay with it. She had a phenomenal match. She's she's a future star. She's going to end up fucking running the damn company because she's so good. Um, then I just want to jump down to... Actually, uh, Disco, the bottom left one here where you have the man throwing another man on top of a third man. Was that yeah. night two? Yeah. Three guys who just beat the shit out of each other? The uh, Seamus... Ma- Drew McIntyre and Gunther. And Gun- Gunther. <laughs> yeah, that was night two. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we got that, and then we have the Snoop Dogg one. So those are some a uh, couple of highlights of night one, and I kind of want to just jump to this next one here. So another one we have, and this is a new story I have from WrestleTalk.com, written by Amanda Savage. We have the match between Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, where KSI, who is another famous YouTuber, uh, who is dressed in this prime energy drink or whatever it is that's uh, created by Logan Paul and KSI. Um, basically, Logan Paul jumped off jumped out the ring and put this man through a table by accident. It was a fun moment. Um, it was cool. <laughs> Logan by Paul. Accident? Was it really by accident or is it like, well, I mean, it was storyline by accident. Oh, okay. Um, but what's it called? Basically what happened was, uh, it was Seth Rollins was fighting him and Seth Rollins was like ringside. Then they revealed this guy. He had like a cover on his face. Then he took off his face and everyone's like, Oh my God, it's KSI. And then most of the wrestling fans are like, who's that? We don't know. We don't watch YouTubers. And uh, <laughs> so it was a big deal to the rest of the world, I guess. And, um, but yeah, no, so it was that. And then basically Seth Rollins was laying on the table. He jumped off, pulled this man on there. And then Logan Paul jumped on top of him, put him through the table. I was like, oh, my God, I put my friend through a table. And, um, yeah, so Clark Griswold is saying something that I kind of want to mention here. Uh, he appreciates Logan Paul's athleticism, but he can't stand his face. That's that. I feel like that's most wrestling fans. Like, we all kind of just dislike Logan Paul, but God damn it. This man's incredible <laughs> when he puts on a bat. Like, he proved <laughs> it when he fought against um, Roman Reigns in Saudi. Um, he did it here again against Seth Rollins. And even when he was fighting The Miz, he was doing a pretty damn good job, too. So man's athletic is all hell he's he does he does the damn thing in the ring it's like as much as we don't like him he was he's kind of really fucking good at it (laughs) gotta respect him for it um but for nothing else so we do have that another part of wrestlemania night one we had Rey mysterio doing a tribute to eddie guerrero coming out in a low rider driven by snoop dog oh wow match nice so this match was another one that was like built up very well Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio, father versus son. Oh. And, yeah. So, this was a highlight. Yeah, and if you guys remember, years ago, before Eddie Guerrero passed away, the I'm Your Poppy storyline, Eddie Guerrero claimed that he was Dominic's real father, and then we had Eddie versus Rey for the custody of Dominic. Here we are, and that, and they ended up fighting at, no, it wasn't WrestleMania 21, but that was, like, many years ago. Here we are, years later. Ray's now fighting his son. And one of the things they said in the storyline were like, Eddie, I mean, where Dominic's like, no, fuck you, this, other, the other. And he even said, he's like, you know what? I wish Eddie was my dad. I was like, God damn. Like, they're, they're hitting it. They're calling back to the old storyline, the whole I'm your poppy storyline. Nice. And uh, it was cool. This segment, basically, Ray comes out. 
and they're playing um i forgot which one of snoop Dogg's songs but they're playing his song and i was like okay snoop Dogg, he's driving a low rider ray's out there and then they cut to viva la raza Eddie oh. Guerrero's theme song and i was yeah. like oh my god they did the damn thing um they do that and then they uh ray gets out the car they cut to his theme they go out and they have a banger they have one hell of a match um at one point uh dominic is going to cheat him being the heel and try to beat eddie and uh bad bunny most famous singer in the world from puerto rico he goes there interferes stops the uh cheating from happening ray mysterio comes out on top wins the match um Bad Bunny, huge wrestling fan. He's been involved in WWE multiple times. I've talked about him on Powerbomb Weekly multiple times. So it's always good to see him out there. He's like one of those fans who's like, yeah, he can go too. He's another celebrity who can put on a decent match, put on some pretty cool moves. Uh, and good to know. And also, next pay-per-view, taking place in Puerto Rico. First time in many, many years. So pretty cool to nice. see that so, Good-ish. We have that. Oh, and then that's awesome. This Puerto was Rico night two. <laughs> so... This is one quick thing I want to mention, and it's blurred out because I wasn't sure about YouTube. So, Disco, you did see this one. We have the Hell in a Cell match. First time in a couple years we've had a Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania between Edge and Finn Balor, who's in his demon form. Early on in the match, Edge throws a ladder directly at Finn Balor's face, and the match kind of stops for a second. They cut to Edge. You see a bunch of doctors running the cell. They're trying to figure out what happens. Apparently... He busted his head open, and they had to put staples in his match in his head during the match, and then he just got up and just kept on wrestling. <laughs> it was nice. pretty. It was pretty wicked. He like threw the. It didn't look as serious at first, but then yeah. we saw it. His head like hit the wrong. Like it was just. Yep. It was just bad. Like we, like nothing really he could have done if it was just a little over to the left or something like. But yeah, his head like rocked back. It was crazy. Yeah, and uh, you know, to Finn Balor's credit, man. Gets staples put in his head, gets up, and finishes the match. You know, yeah. uh, he goes off. He he climbs like uh, they put a platform like up in the not at the very top of the inside of the cell, but like towards the top. He climbed all the way up there. Fucking tried to put edge to, like jump through edge through a table with a stomp. Edge moves. He goes through the table, and this is all after this man had his head stapled and was like fucking bleeding. The and the thing is, Triple H said this later on in the press conference. It was a little hard to see the blood simply because he was covered in his demon face paint. So it's like this man's bleeding like crazy at one point, and then you can't tell, but then you start seeing the blood pouring out onto the floor, and that's when the doctors jumped in. They did what they had to do. That plus the adrenaline and running around, you know, the blood pumps faster. So we did have that. And then uh, while that was happening, Edge had like the craziest face while they were doing their thing. He was like with the big eyeballs. I was like, he looks. Is his hair short now? I feel you know what Edge's hair is an anomaly, Aslam. It's an anomaly because like it's it's long, then it's short, and then it's long and it's short, and this is within the span of like three days. So it's like I don't understand what's happening anymore. It's just he just shows up, and I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Clark Rizzo, the match didn't get stopped with the two through someone's nose and keep keep it going. A, a reference to Mick Foley, famously when he fought Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, and was thrown off the cell, then through the cell. Uh, there was thumbtacks involved. There was a chair that hit him, and then at one point, literally, his tooth falls out of his mouth and goes in his nose. And they kept on nice. wrestling. Don't Mick Foley is God. That's what they say, and it's true. Um, so we got that. Move on to the next part here. One of my favorite segments in all of WrestleMania history. Um, so real quick recap: Night One. Uh, well, first off, the hosts of WrestleMania were The Miz and Snoop Dogg. That's why you see Snoop Dogg all over the place. And then in the middle of Night One, they're just like, "Hey." Miz, I want you to fight, Snoop Dogg says. And then uh, Pat McAfee, <clears throat> former commentary on SmackDown, 
Uh, Rudy's a big fan of his. He does the podcast. He used to be a kicker in the NFL or punter. I don't know. One or the other. He comes out. Everybody's like, oh, my God. He goes. He fights Miz. They have a little match. Uh, somebody from the NFL gets involved. I can't remember the name. They move forward. Night two, we have Miz and Snoop Dogg are out there again. And Miz is just like, hey, what the fuck was that about last today when you made me fight Pat McAfee? I was wearing like in a really expensive suit. This is bullshit. And then uh, he's like, you know what? I'm going to do it again. I got somebody else to fight you. And then here comes Shane McMahon. And Shane McMahon, he's doing out there. He's doing his little dancing. And then uh, <clears throat> and uh, what's it called? Uh, so he's doing his little whole dancing thing. And then he does what's called the, uh, I believe it's the international, where it's like a, if you ever watch wrestling, you've seen it, where they throw somebody into the ropes. One person ducks under. They jump. The other person ducks over. It's a whole thing. So Shane's doing it. He jumps up. He lands. Goes down, he tries to get back up and falls down again. Now I just want to cut back to one of my favorite moments ever in wrestling. When Vince McMahon tried to go inside of a ring and tore both his quads. <laughs> On WrestleMania 39, night two, Shane McMahon tore his quad. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H confirmed well, it at the press conference. So, so was that real? Because I was Yeah, dying. he tore his I, quad. <laughs> I literally rewinded it. Like, this man just jumped and died. <laughs> <laughs> came in the ring for like 20 seconds like. he was legit in the ring for about 20 seconds falls down fucking towards tears his quad <laughs> and the funny thing is at this point snoop dogg had gone out the ring and yes the next generation of mcmahon's industry <laughs> yes because they all tear their quads including triple h who's a sort of a mcmahon he's doing his fucking quads and kevin nash by association but anyway um, so he tears his quad. Snoop Dogg's already out the ring at this point, and Miz, he like he's like, oh, I was supposed to get beat or beat up by Shane. What the fuck do I do? So he's kind of running around, and then Snoop Dogg comes in the ring, and I don't want to say this because it takes away the illusion, but you kind of hear the referee shouting, "It's just like, like hit him, like <laughs> hit him," and then Snoop Dogg <laughs> goes to the ring, fucking punches uh, Miz. I think he punched him twice, right, Disco? Uh, I don't he anyway. punched him. He punched him, and then he dropped the elbow. Yeah, so he punts them, and then he's kind of going back and forth, and then you hear the referee just shouting, "People's elbow, people's elbow!" <laughs> so then Snoop Dogg goes, and he because he is a wrestling fan, he knows exactly what to do. So he kicks Miz's arms in. He goes to look for like the arm. Um, I'm sorry, the ah uh, oh, fuck, what's it called? The armband that the Rock mm -hmm. would take off the elbow pad. He doesn't have one. He checks the other one. He doesn't have it. So what does he do? He takes off his fucking glasses and throws it in the yeah. crowd. <laughs> Then he goes, he hits the ropes horribly. Goes yeah, back, oh, the other my ropes. God. Dude, he must have been high as hell because the way he hit those ropes, mm -hmm. it's like I feel like he was probably going to. It's hard to hit ropes. You don't know what to do. You know. I know, but like you can <laughs> bounce off of them. He didn't Honestly, know. though, for for uh, off the hip uh, experience, I think he did. So A lot of people are giving this all credit. I think that adds to it because, like, he yeah. could have not just done anything and they all yeah. would have just been, like, looking at their heads. Yeah, like, I was like, what like, do we do now? I was like, fucking Snoop Dogg <laughs> saved the segment. Snoop Dogg and Miz. I was like, it was, it was pretty good. So he right. drops the elbow. He hits it. Everybody loses their shit because Snoop Dogg just hit the people's elbow. And I was telling <laughs> Disco before we started recording, Snoop Dogg at this point was now only the next wrestler in line to wrestle for both AEW and WWE. Which <laughs> I fucking love that fact. <laughs> Last time he wrestled for AEW, what he did, he jumped off the top rope to hit an elbow. Horrible. Mm -hmm. Basically, he jumped off, landed on his feet, and then dropped the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I mean, God. I mean, is... yeah, but, like, Snoop Dogg is also, like, what is he in, like, his 60s? Yeah, the man's old. I get it. Yeah. So it's, like, yeah, all, yeah. The, all the respect of the world to this man. My like, God. It's great, you know? 60s, <laughs> and he's been smoking a shit ton of weed every like, single literally day. Every for, single like, day. <laughs> for, like, how many years? Like, yeah. 
he has superpowers at this point. Yeah, man. So let uh, me see. Uh, what do I have next? Yeah, here? I really okay. didn't know if he that knee thing was real. I was like, oh, yeah. did they plan this? I was like really confused yesterday when I was watching. <laughs> so before I do have the Hall of Fame thing popped up, before I get to that, I want to talk about the main event. I guess I don't have a slide for it. So, um, so Disco, I'm very curious to hear your impression on the main event. But before I do that, basically what happened was it was Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. And that was for um, the WWE Universal Championship. Now, they were building up the storyline. They built it pretty good, uh, I have to admit. Roman Reigns, he's been champion for almost a 1,000 days. Nobody's done this in years. The last two people to get over that were Bruno San Martino back in the day and then Hulk Hogan. No one else ever. So he's making history. Oh, is that Stacy? Yeah. So uh, so Cody Rhodes, he comes back to <laughs> WWE from AEW. And they build the storyline. As we know, Cody's one hell of a talker. He's one hell of a promoter. He goes in there, and his whole thing is, my father's a legend, my brother's a legend, but they never main-evented WrestleMania, and they never held WWE's world title. I want to be the first Rhodes to do it. He came back to end the story. So he's doing that, and then everyone's just like, oh, my God, here we go. Vince, I mean, I, I see his comment. It's making me talk about Vince. Um <laughs> What's it called? Cody's going back, and he's going to be the one to finally defeat Roman. He's held the title for damn near a thousand days. Cody's going to fucking do it. They go out there. They have a banger of a match. The Usos get involved, um, and then Sammy and Cody, and Sammy and KO, Kevin Owens, they go in there. They get involved. Solo Sokoa, who is uh, another one of the uh, the NOE family, a cousin to Roman, he gets involved. Paul Heyman's involved. There's like a whole thing. In the end, Roman Reigns wins, and everyone's kind of like, "What the fuck." It was supposed to be Cody. So I'm just real curious. Disco, how did you feel about that match? Since, since you're not watching, I, I want to know your perspective. I I don't like I don't really know too much background, but the way they yeah. built it up, it was like family versus family. So I was like yeah. kind of getting hyped up about it. And then uh um you could tell they're both like amazing athletes, but I hated how like for Roman there were just so many people helping him. Every two seconds, it was just Solo did this, Solo on, did yeah. that. And then uh, Solo even grabbed the Cody's ankle at one point. I was like, yeah. get another ref in there. Come on. We need to, like, you know, stand back to back. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it happened, like, a million times. And then even even at the end, Solo came back with, like, a He's the reason why and- Roman won. Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman, yep. Whomped on Cody, and then, uh, you know, I, I think Roman woke up again and speared him and then pinned him. And I was yep. like, oh, that was some bullshit. He got yeah. robbed. I was, like, so upset. And then, um, but at the, I was, like, thinking about it, like, the fact that he's, like, at 900 days, I feel like they're going to, they're going to, that's why they gave it to him. So he could build that legendary number status, at least get yeah. to a 1,000 or something, and then. Yeah. Maybe Cody, Cody get another chance, and it'll be like uh, even more build and tension. But I mean, I don't know the, like the background, or whatever. But I was really rooting for Cody. I was like, kick some butt. <laughs> and there was one sequence where he was doing some crazy punches. I was like, oh, he's bullying out the finesse. He like slid on the floor and punched him. While oh, he was like falling. He was so doing some disco, crazy stuff. What that is is he was that's that's both his brother and his father's. <clears throat> So in that moment, when he's doing like he's setting it up, he's punching him. Then he hits him with the elbow. That's Dusty Rhodes' bionic elbow. Yeah. Then when he drops down and then goes up and punches him, that's an homage to Goldust, his brother. So it's like his oh, whole man. family's involved in that yeah. one moment. So it's it's that awesome. Was, but it was so it was so, a really fun to watch. That yeah. like uh, Great I really love. 
that uh, that move sequence. They're going back and forth, and then, but you know, it, it, I was just kind of like disappointed about how many times that uh, Roman got saved, and yeah. you know, it is what it is. Overall, I think it's still an incredible match to watch because. Uh, at the end, I was like, damn, they're still going. It was like 45, 50 oh, minutes in. I was while, like, yeah. their stamina is like insane. That. I was yeah. I was tired for them. Like I said, uh, <laughs> like I like I told them earlier, uh, after I was done with WrestleMania, I took a nap for them. I like it was just so intense. It was so intense. Yeah, man, that's a lot. Now it's I, I don't mind finishes like that so much. It's just there's a lot behind this one. Now, the thing with Roman, like you just you said it perfectly, and this is your first time watching Roman Reigns fight, I'm sure. Uh, Cody too, for that matter. But you said it was it sucked that they were doing that, and they kind of had everybody help him cheat. Now imagine seeing that for a thousand days. How would you feel? <laughs> I mean, so that's why. Yeah, it said he defended the bell like seven times. I mean, I would be pretty disappointed. Yeah. So they, I got that seven times. Like come exactly. On, man. So it's like you have people who keep coming close, and then at the very end, Roman and his family do something, and he keeps the title. Which, like, I get it. It's storyline, everything. But if you look at Clark, Clark Griswold's comments that he's putting putting in the chat, that kind of reflects how everybody's been feeling about this moment. It was like, fuck, it was supposed to be Cody. It, it was this was the moment. It's like he built it up, and there was it would have been perfect. Of all people, you have Cody do it. He does what his father never did. His father, the fucking Great American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, uh, couldn't do it. His brother never did it. And here comes Cody. He fucking finishes the story. He beats the NOA family. He beats the bloodline. He puts an end to Roman's reign, pun intended. And then he goes out there and he, at, at WrestleMania and comes out on top. And then in the end, they're just like, no. And Disco, you're I'm I'm I agree with you 100. I'm pretty sure they're just like, look, he did a thousand days. I was like, was that worth it? Was the thousand just to say that was that worth <clears throat> ruining this perfect story? It was so good too, though. Just like even from what I just saw in the WrestleMania, I was like, he needs to win. He needs to win, yeah. and uh, it 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 didn't happen. So I wonder, I wonder who's in yeah. charge of that. <laughs> so yeah. So with that being said, there's a real fun fact. So anytime you see a fucked up finish like that in wrestling, where it's like, oh, somebody was supposed to win, but they have some type of bullshit rule, or somebody wins by DQ, or there's some type of bullshit. Ironically, it's called a dusty finish because Dusty Rhodes was famous for doing it. So the fact that it happens <laughs> to his son, <laughs> it's like goddamn. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so there's that. And then let's uh, just do a quick recap. So the day before WrestleMania one, we had the WWE Hall of Fame. So Eslam, you were talking about who went to the Hall of Fame this year. I put like a little image here together because I couldn't find one I liked on the internet anywhere. So I was like, fuck it. Let me try to make something. Um, so I'm just going here uh, real quick, left to right. Stacey Keebler. Um, we all know where she's got legs. She went into the, the WWE Hall of Fame. The photo that Greg posted with her was hilarious. I don't where know. He po- so he posted a photo of them, uh, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. Yeah. Um, he posted a photo of him and Stacy when they were like young kids and Greg was like fat and like super nerdy. And now, like you know, um, he looks way better and like a like adult. So he's like, it took like however he he in his caption on Twitter, he was like, it took this many years for me to get a better photo with Stacy, and I thought that was like really funny. It was, <laughs> nice. it was funny. So seeing Stacy go to Hall of Fame was fun. During that era of WWE like divas and stuff, I had the biggest crush on Stacy. She was always like yeah. my favorite diva. So seeing her go in the Hall of Fame was always great. But um, she was in. S- now go ahead. Seeing a picture of young fat Greg, yeah, with the face that he was making. that 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 (laughs) that picture of greg yeah is his personality today and it's it's the fucking best it's it's uh it's so good he's so goddamn funny since we're talking about greg um i don't know if you guys are aware he is hired he is a wwe employee has been is he one of the writers 
No, he um, they gave him his own show called This Is Awesome. It's on Peacock, and basically he goes out there, he talks about awesome moments. It was renewed for a second season. Nice. And Greg has actually been a part of WrestleMania and other uh, pay-per-views and stuff. At this WrestleMania, he was on there on the pre-show and on the main show. So, like, the fact that you see somebody who's legit just, like, some dude who is, like, a diehard wrestling fan who's now, like, living his dream, uh, fucking owns his own company and kind of funny, and then he's out here working for WrestleMania. So, And he did the damn thing. He did an amazing job and everything he did. So, shout-out to Greg Miller. He kicked, it, kicked ass like he always does. Um, but so we have Stacy there. Um, like I said, it was nice to see her there. She was inducted by, uh, Mick Foley and Tori Wilson. Nice. So we have that next to, uh, her, we have Tim White. Uh, he was a referee and <laughs> he was a referee. Okay. Clark Griswold said, I hope Greg never sneezes in front of Vince. That's a thing. Vince McMahon has this thing that everybody knows. You're not allowed to sneeze in front of Vince McMahon. He loses his shit. That's the type of person that Vince McMahon is. But anyway. <laughs> um so tim white he's a referee uh legendary referee he passed away a few years ago i think 2020 is when he passed um he was known in some insane storylines and he uh was inducted by the apa farouk and bradshaw um so one fun thing about uh tim white was he owned this bar in real life and then during the attitude era he was just like hey why don't you guys come over buy our bar and the apa kind of told the story at the hall of fame they're like why don't you come buy our bar use my bar is storyline stuff. The APA, they like to drink. Other people like to drink Stone Cold. We'll put on there to use it for storylines. And this genius, what he did was like he had them wreck certain things so WWE could go ahead and buy them newer versions of it. So he had a jukebox that didn't work. They wrecked it and WWE just bought him a brand new jukebox. <laughs> like he basically just said, keep coming to my bar so we could use stuff and then fuck up my equipment so you could get me new shit on WWE's dime. So that legendary referee and he apparently handled like all the books and money stuff between the company and the wrestlers and all that. So. Legendary ref, he got the Warrior Award this year. Um, he was always fun to see. He always was fun backstage segments and all that. So shout out to Tim White. Um, next to him, man needs no introduction. Ray Mysterio, quote unquote Jr., um, went to the ADB Hall of Fame. Uh, I believe this is only the second time somebody who is currently active went into the Hall of Fame. The first one being Ric Flair. Um, Definitely makes sense. Yeah, well, then he, quote-unquote, lost and retired the following day, but then kept fighting for another 20 years. Um, but what's it called? Uh, so we have Rey Mysterio uh, going to the Hall of Fame. He told a great story about how he came up, how people helped him out. His wife, Angie, helped like pay for him just to go through, at the time, his girlfriend, Angie, helped pay for him to go into wrestling and learn how to wrestle so and here he is now. So he thanked Angie for everything. Hell, I think the whole audience started chanting, thank you, Angie, because without her, we wouldn't have Rey Mysterio. Um, we have that. We talked about Conan, who inducted him. was just like he kind of like helped Ray get to all these different places. Like He was like this kid who looks like he never hit puberty and who was like under 18 at the time. He had to like sneak him in the bars. Like, no, he's totally 18. He's totally old enough to wrestle. And he's just this young kid. And you can't tell he's wearing a mask. They're like, no, he's like, no, he's one of like the, the, the little people. It's fine. He's going to wrestle with them. Like they did all this <laughs> stuff just to get Ray in there. And then uh, Ray thanked everybody. And of course, man has a legendary run. Um, well deserved, obviously, going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, next to him, we have Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman is a comedian. I heard that name before. Yeah. So he's a comedian from the 70s, uh, famous mm -hmm. for being on Taxi. Um, the man's a diehard wrestling fan. And during that time period when he was famous with Taxi, he had a, a thing with uh, Memphis, his wrestling thing, Jerry the King Lawler's. 
where he had this storyline where he's like, hey, I really liked wrestling. I really want to be what he called a bad guy wrestler, a heel. He's like, he grew up as a wrestling fan. He's like, I want to go out there and just be the most despicable person there is. So he came up with the intergender championship and would just beat women. <laughs> and like he did that. I don't mean beat women in that sense. Like he would just wrestle them and defeat them. No, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. So it's like he would uh, pull them from the crowd and legit like just use like his strength to like pin them down. He's like, I'm the intergender champion. And then they came up with the storyline where Jerry the King Lawler is like, no, that's bullshit. Why don't you wrestle me? They went back and forth. They went on Letterman, which was like the most viewed segment on Letterman, where he slapped the shit out of Andy Kaufman on there. Jerry the King Lawler did. Letterman didn't know it was going to happen. They cut to commercial right away. And the cool thing about Andy Kaufman is he always his bits. He always played like they were real. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? He played his bits like they were real, and he fucking, what's it called? He, um, nobody knew when he was acting. Nobody knew when he was doing stuff, and he was just one hell of a, one hell of a legend in uh, comedy and now in wrestling. He's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, all right, so we have that. And then the last one, we have the great Muda, uh, Kenji Muda. Um, Eslam, we got to see Kenji Muda, the great Muda fight in Madison Square Garden. Man's a Hall of Famer, and you don't I know, know, man. I know. I remember. <laughs> but um, KG Muto, uh, or the great Muto, he went to Hall of Fame. Man never wrestled in WWE, ever, in his entire career. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Fucking <laughs> <legend>. <laughs> So he's obviously big in Japan. Shame boss. <laughs> yeah, obviously big in Japan. Uh, he wrestled for WCW um, and Ring of Honor occasionally. Uh, and uh, I believe he might have done the, some stuff in AEW. But, um, yeah, man's a legend. You know how a lot of times you see Japanese wrestlers, they shoot the mist out into people's eyes and they do all that stuff? This is the man who fucking started that trend. Like, he's the guy who did that. Um, he had a, an, a tour this past year, like his farewell tour, where he had big matches throughout the con- throughout the world, actually. And, and then I think, I don't know if he has any more, it might have culminated with this, where he goes into the Hall of Fame. So, all these people are legends. We got a ton of respect for all of them. So, shout out to all of them for going to the WWE Hall of Fame. And uh, oh yeah, he was inducted by Ric Flair, and uh, Andy Kaufman was inducted by Jimmy Hart, Mouth of the South. Um, so we're gonna move on to the next one here. I think that's everything I have for WrestleMania. Disco, do you have anything else you want to say for that? Uh, for WrestleMania? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think <laughs> as someone that doesn't watch, I mm-hmm. think one of my favorite wrestlers was a. Uh, Asuka and she lost. Asuka, yeah. I, I like I like her uh, face paint and just like her whole like character pretty much. She, uh, I felt like she could like do some fine tuning, but overall I like and I, I like enjoyed her performance and I would like to see where she goes like type yeah. type of thing. Oh, I got some um, shit to say. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, I I really like her like creepy. I don't know. Growing up, I always like that creepy. Smile. Oh, is that the one like, that looked like a vampire you had in the first slide? In black, I don't think so. I could jump back. No, that's that's Rhea Ripley. I don't have an okay. image of Oscar here. Okay, unfortunately. Nah, yeah. That but, face uh, paint—it's something she used to do before she was in WWE occasionally, and she just started doing it in WWE. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, um, the other women's match was pretty cool. There was like so many people there. I was like, hard for me to keep track of all their names, but I was actually shocked when they like pretty much threw one of them off the uh out of the ring into like a group of other like fighters i was like oh shoot they're going hard right now yeah <laughs> and, uh i uh i think i feel like 
the women's like uh, wrestling definitely changed from the last time I watched. Oh like, yeah, from oh from the last time you I watched it, like, hell they're, yeah, they're dude. actually like wrestling. Not, they're not wrestling to, like, <laughs> going to back then, but like it's like it's it's just more uh, not just looks or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. actual skill and, and going at it and real storylines. They actually like oh, yeah. have like uh, you know more shine, and I've really appreciated that. Um, I mean, the Japanese and the Ring of Honor women wrestlers were fucking phenomenal at that show we went to in Madison Square Garden. I'm sure you remember it, yeah. I do. That's one of the very few things I do remember. Also, their their Royal Rumble was awesome. I enjoyed that more than uh, than (laughs) WWE Royal Rumbles. Yeah. Also, uh, this... The Sheamus McIntyre Gunther fight. Uh, yeah, I, I, I forgot I about sh- that. That was yeah, that's one of my favorites. I don't actually, know if I just got distracted or whatever, but I felt like oh, uh, I was like, where did Gunther come from? Like, I felt okay. like he was gone for most of the match, and then he came in at the end, just like came yeah. in and then took the pin and then like won. I was like, what happened? I got you. Uh, so basically, with that, um, happy birthday, Henry. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so that match, uh, Disco, so that those three guys, uh, they're basically three of the hardest hitting people in WWE, which that match showed. If, if you notice, <laughs> that match was more violent than every other fucking match. <laughs> yeah, they're going um, crazy. Yeah, so they're beating the shit out of each other. And like you're saying, Gunther, like he kind of disappeared for a second. That's normally done in a, in a you know triple threat. You have two guys fight, one guy dips, another guy goes in and kind of rotate. The, believe it or not, they didn't do it this much of this match. It, it was very minimal compared to how they normally do it. Um, Gunther, he was there for the most part. At the end, they kind of waited to bring him back in and kind of surprised everyone. Like, look, Gunther's still fucking here. But um, with that, um, one thing I want to say real quick. I see Clark Griswold. I love saying that. Um, basically, it was just like, um, you know, he thought Sheamus should have won, which I get where you're coming from. I was happy to see Gunther win, especially now that I know the main event, how it ended at Mania. My only reason for that is like, I feel like Gunther, Gunther not having the Intercontinental Championship makes sense to have him be a threat to fight Cody if Cody was champion. But because Roman kept the title, I was like, okay, leave the title on Gunther for a little bit longer. He could eventually drop it to somebody. But I do agree. If they had Sheamus pin uh, Drew, that could have kept Gunther you know, strong. I get that. Uh, I but, thought uh, Sheamus was going to take take the W too. So I, yeah. thought, I was like, where the hell did this guy come from? Yeah, That's uh, the only accolade that he <laughs> hasn't won in WWE, by the way. He's done everything else except for win the Intercontinental Championship. So that, that would be cool to see Sheamus do that. But yeah. Gunther, he's still like the younger of the three. He's still like the up-and-comer. And dude's badass. He used to fight under the name Walter um, in NXT and all of like Europe and stuff and in the indies. Dude was badass. I actually got to see him fight at NXT. Uh, the year of WrestleMania 35, where he won the NXT UK Championship from Pete Dunne. So, one hell of a wrestler. But Damn, anyway. You see, that, that's what I was saying. Like, I wish I was watching it with you so I could get all this back. I could tell you, like, watch. what the, yeah, I got you. <laughs> and the uh, last thing I just want to bring up, Omas, like the Nigerian giant. That's oh, yeah, still, Omas. He's huge. I, I grew up <laughs> watching Lesnar. Grew up watching Lesnar. You know, I was like, oh, that's a huge yeah. mother effort. But then yeah. I saw Omos, and he was just throwing, like, Lesnar. Just like picking nothing. up Lesnar like, just throwing him around. Three, he's got to be 300, 400 pounds, and Omos is just, like, <laughs> ragdolling him. I was like, sheesh. Yeah, um, he's, uh, he's still got some – he's still got a little bit to learn. He's not there yet, uh, but it was, it was okay. No, yeah. I mean, it, the, the match was kind of, like, very mid, but, like, just the – it's the sheer wow factor. The visual, first yeah. time I ever seen seen somebody that big <laughs> uh, uh yeah and that's it i think that's all i have for 
Yeah. All right. So we got that. So that's that's WrestleMania in a nutshell. Let's uh, let's move on to what happened at WrestleMania. I mean, after WrestleMania, where um, it was announced that Endeavor, the company that owns UFC, uh, purchased WWE and is planning to merge it, uh, merge the two together uh, to create a, a new company, which as of right now does not have a name. So uh, this is an article, Wrestle Talk, written by Liam Winter. Um So. Huge news. We've known for a while that WWE was planning on selling, especially once Vince McMahon forced himself back into the company um, and was just like, no, it's cool. I'm back because I put in a stipulation that says I can come back if I'm going to sell the company. So there we go. <laughs> um, so uh, it's been sold. Endeavor owns it. And uh, everyone's like, what the fuck does this mean? Uh, there were rumors about this happening where um, on the during the press conference, there was one person who was even asking the people like, hey, do you guys have any comments about this potential uh, buy of this uh, between or merger between the UFC and WWE, and nobody had any comment. Next day, we get this. So that's basically the gist of it. That's what it is. Um, the two companies are going to merge at some point uh, later this does, year. Does that mean like UFC fighters can like be on the wrestling, or like are they going to interchange, or like are they just like just two diff- separate companies owned by a parent company type thing? Is it like so? What does that What does that really mean? So I mean, we we don't know. Basically, uh, it, we don't know, but it could. That we've seen a lot of back and forth between the two, so it could be in a sense where I wouldn't be surprised. I, I heard this. I can't remember where exactly, so I don't know who to credit. But one thing is uh, UFC, right? I don't follow UFC as much as I used to, but UFC, um, a lot of it is you have the fighters promoting themselves, like, who have to be good talkers. For example, Conor McGregor, one hell of a mm-hmm. talker. That man's a fucking WWE wrestler. Let's be real. <laughs> That's what he is. He's a WWE superstar who just fights for real. Um, so with that being said, they might, I wouldn't be surprised because they have the performance center where the wrestlers learn how to wrestle and learn how to talk. I wouldn't be surprised if they have some type of situation where it's like, Hey, this guy's a really badass fighter in the UFC, but he needs to work on his quote unquote promos. Send him over to the WWE performance center. Let him learn how to talk, go back and fucking raise his stock in WWE in UFC. That's one thing I could see happening kind of behind the scenes. Um, maybe you are going to have somebody who's wants to kind of like the maybe that they're at the tail end of their career in ufc or maybe they kind of just don't want to do it no more they want to make their way over to jwb maybe a vice versa somebody who's just like you know what i'm a fucking badass i can't really do what i want to do in jwb let me prove that in ufc i could see that i could see that going back and forth they might have some type of stuff going on where you have somebody who is a big name like a conor mcgregor for example who's just like fuck it if if he can put on a match let's put him on a match and have a big spectacle save it for wrestlemania you know <laughs> You could have that, or Roman Reigns is inclined. I doubt he would, but who knows? Maybe they'll put Roman in the UFC cage uh, octagon one day and see what they do there. There, so. there won't be anybody to save him in there. <laughs> <laughs> if they merge the WWE, they'll find a way. Paul Heyman's going to be the referee. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> going to come in and just grab <laughs> McGregor's ankle or whoever it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, so, man. I mean, honestly, Disco, we don't know. We don't know what it means, so we're still finding out. The the one thing I would do, though, is I would, I would definitely name the parent company, but I wouldn't, like, do what, like, for example, what HBO and Discovery are doing, where they're combining it, merging yeah. it, and creating a whole new name for both companies. That makes sense because they're both the same company, right? They're both entertainment content creators. Mm-hmm. Here, you have one is an actual combat sport, and the other is an entertainment sport. Um, and they do not, it's like oil and water. You, you It does not mix well. Um, w- the benefits that you stated of like 
UFC fighters promote themselves and they do need to do better promos. That makes absolute sense and it could work on both their favors. Also, when fighters are and the UFC side are kind of um, coming down from their high and like their body starting to Ronda come Rousey. down a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, they can, if they're talented enough, they can switch over and do, you know, the WWE. And that way they can share talent in, in a specific way, but I think they still need to be separate. Um, well, they are. They, they, they're they need not, to be they're separate, not becoming but together. one company. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're going to have, they're going to be subsidiaries of this new, whatever they're going to call it. Okay. But the, that, yeah. that parent company still doesn't have a name. Exactly. Okay. Okay. That makes yeah. a lot more sense. I, I just yeah. thought like they were going to merge and I was like, this is not good. Oh, you know, that that's weird because they're very different things. Yeah. So uh, basically, I'm going to get to it on the next slide here, but basically, I forgot the gentleman's name. It's Ari Emanuel, I believe, who owns Endeavor. He's still going to be like the CEO of this new company. And then uh, Vince McMahon's still going to be chairman. You have Nick Khan is still going to be the um, the president of WWE. Mm-hmm. Dana White is still the president of UFC. And then we still have Triple H running storylines under WWE. So, so Endeavor currently owns UFC. Yeah, they bought UFC a few years ago. Okay. Uh, apparently, they did a good job at the time. UFC was in pretty bad debt. Endeavor turned them into a however much a billion dollar company, and they've done well. I mean, I a feel like that them. that was a lot to do with Dana, also. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's uh, that's basically what comes down to with that. And then um, move on to the next slide here. So here we go. Uh, like I said, I wasn't talking about this here. So it, basically, what is Triple H's role in this uh, in this scenario? So, um, so. Like I said, Triple H is still going to be running the uh, the storyline stuff of uh, WWE, or so we thought. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, and uh, everybody was just like, okay, Triple H is running it. Good. He did one hell of a job this past year. Put on a decent mania. Um, had pretty good highlights. Man's been killing it in terms of storyline uh, that people haven't really cared about it much um, you know, before Triple H taking over. So everyone's like, okay, as long as you let Triple H do his thing, Everybody's good. And that includes the fans and the wrestlers. Everybody wanted that. <laughs> and then nice. moving forward, uh, we was like, okay, so if that's Triple H's role, that's what's going to happen. Then what happens with Vince McMahon's role? And so Vince McMahon, basically, like I said, he's supposed to still be the chairman. He's not going to get involved in storylines, but they stated that he does have final say for the storylines. So basically the day-to-day oh, stuff, Triple H is running it, but at the end of the day, Vince does high-level stuff. Or so they say. So that's what's happening there. Just fucking retire, man. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just retire. You you did good. You really did. <laughs> you, did good. Go. you did good. You did good. I can go already. My God. Oh, like man. I'm getting upset and I'm not even a wrestling fan. Like, yo, just get the fuck out already. Please. Please. Oh, dude. Tired of hearing you fuck up all this stuff. <laughs> Look at that face. Just look at that face. I know. I can't stop looking at it. What's wrong with his eyebrows? There so much Botox. <laughs> I can't wait till I get the image with the mustache. And I, I, I added a little flair to it. You guys are going to enjoy it. Um, I like that uh, bandana Vince that I sent you. In the, in oh, the Durag chat. Vince is the best. I, Guess Durag. what? Durag Vince is going to make an appearance on this podcast, guys. Because it's my favorite version of Vince McMahon. Durag Vince. Oh, God. Um. Anyway, what do I have on the next slide? I don't even know. Okay, so yeah, so this there was a like I said, there was like a whole thing like what the fuck's happening with this? They had all the employees have a meeting before Monday Night Raw where it was just like, "Hey, 
what the fuck is happening? Is Triple H still running things? Because this is how the wrestlers enjoy it. They like working under Triple H's, you know, reign there uh, for the storylines. So they went in there and they kind of confirmed everything I stated to you guys already. Triple H is still running thing. Everything, everything stays the same. Nothing's going to change. You guys don't have to worry. Vince is doing his thing. Triple H is still running the show here. Everyone's like, okay. Everybody was like, all right, we're, we're good. We're, we're happy with that. We don't want changes. We like what you're doing. We want to keep this going. And what do I have on my next here? Wait, sorry. Okay. That's, yeah. I'll go back. I'll go I back. Just, go I ahead. just wanted to, yeah. Can you go back one more? Uh, One more? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Rudy was like, he looks like an old Batman villain. And, and yes, he, he does. I feel he like does. he, he looks like, um, he's very close to getting to the, um, the Joker, uh, from, from what's his name? Um, fuck. I Jack forgot Nicholson? his name. Yes. Jack Nicholson's uh, Joker. The 1989 Batman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my God. I was leaving on that for a second. Yeah. I totally just, see that. <laughs> right. Like you can see, you can see like that smile starting to get there because of the yeah. Botox and the eyebrows <clears throat> and oh my God. Oh man. Shout out to you. Rudy. Thank you for nightmares. coming by. I might have nightmares later. Well, hey, that's been wrestling fans for the past few years. But um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. So we got yeah. this. All right, so we got this one. And um, so we, we now see Mustache Vince, who I w- was like, you know what? I want to put a picture of other famous mustache men. So I have J. Jonah Jameson, uh, Burt Reynolds, Tom Selleck, and then Gomez Adams from the Adams family. <laughs> uh, just surrounding Vince now that he's one of the mustachioed men of the universe. Um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, so uh, basically, a lot of people were just like, hey, um, so we're cool with Vince doing his thing, Triple H doing his thing, and then Monday Night Raw happened. Apparently, Monday Night Raw happened, and Vince McMahon was sitting in the gorilla position running the entire show. And everyone's like, what the fuck? You said that he wasn't doing this. It's going to be Triple H. Monday Night Raw had a lot of last-minute changes. Mm-hmm. Um and they had a couple st- uh, matches that were supposed to take place that they removed and did bullshit matches that people didn't enjoy. A lot of things uh, happened there, and everyone's just like, this isn't cool. So you have people jumping in there, and they're just like, you know what? If Vince McMahon's still going to stay in power, I'm leaving this fucking company. I don't want to work here. Yeah. And why is that, guys? Remember for like a whole fucking year where I kept on saying, hey, Powerbomb Weekly, I'm going to talk about who Vince McMahon fired. A lot of those people got rehired, and they're just like, "Well, now that he's back, I don't want to work for this man. He fucking yeah. fired me." Yeah. Are they <laughs> so, leaving too? That's the thing. So a lot of people are are saying, "Hey, if he doesn't, if he still, if he remains in power, if he keeps on running shows, we're out." Some people said that they're going to quit. Some people said that they're just going to wait wait for their contract to finish. Other people stated they're going to look and see what other options there are in the wrestling world. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so. We have that, looked, and then we have... Um, he looks like a Nazi or something. What, what, was he, what was he thinking? I don't know. It's that, and then it's the jet black hair dye. Like You saw an earlier picture. He doesn't look like that. Like His hair isn't like that. Um, so we got that, and then um, what's it called? Uh, now, a few na- people to name. Now, Disco, you said you liked Oscar very much, this, that, and the other. She did put yeah. out a tweet right after a match. Um, I don't remember exactly what it stated. I don't have it here readily available, but it was something along the lines of like, you know what? Maybe I should just go back to Japan. Oh, damn. <laughs> no. So we have that. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if that's a storyline stuff. We don't know. And then we also have um, Bailey, who uh, was very prominent. She was in another match. I didn't mention earlier, guys. Uh, Trish and Lita wrestled at this WrestleMania. They were teamed up with Becky Lynch uh, for the 
uh, going up against Bailey and Damage Controls, um, EO Sky and Dakota Kai. But anyway, Bailey, big name in the wrestling company. She said something along the lines of, uh, "Sometimes the all romantic story." No, she said, "All romantic stories come to an end," or something like that. And like that's weird. And it was like shortly after like this whole thing with Vince came out, how he was running the show. So everyone's like, "Fuck, I, I don't know." It's like a lot of people are looking like they're not happy about Vince being back, obviously. And uh, what do I have next year? Oh, do rag Vince. Um, <laughs> so. Apparently, so he made a couple changes. I already said some of them. Um, uh, there were supposed to be uh, two triple threat women's championship matches uh, where the winner of each would fight each other and then would go on to fight the women's champion. Instead, Vince McMahon's like, no, I want to see Amos beat somebody in a few minutes. I was like, why? Like, why? We had a whole like storyline built so we could see who's the next number one contender for the women's championship. He's like, all right, we do have to have the women wrestle. Let's just have him do a tag team match. It doesn't really matter. It's like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Vince. So we had that. Um, like I said, the storylines were changing uh, up to, I think they said, up to like an hour before they actually had to occur on TV. He was in there rewriting scripts. And everyone's like, what the fuck are we doing here? So back to the old ways of how Vince was. Um, do rag Vince, man. Do rag Vince. <laughs> He's um, doing too much, man. It's, a, it's so much. Um, so this is another one I have that didn't mention that did happen. Now, I think there was a, a change here. But uh, Seth Rollins prominent wrestler in WWE. He's the guy who fought Logan Paul. They had this weird segment where he came out to the ring and people like chanting like his theme song thing. He came out to the ring. Everybody was chanting. They cut to commercial. They come back and he's walking backstage. I was like, what the fuck was that? That was weird. And then uh, people were speculating. Yeah. So what happened was he was out there and then they had somebody who was in the arena recording. He was talking to somebody ringside. He looked like he might've been upset. And then he was just like, hey, guys, blah, blah, blah. He said something. They cut back from commercial, and then he walks backstage. People were speculating that he was supposed to go out there, give a promo, and then they had a rewrite right then and there. And just like, okay, go backstage. You're done. So that was that. And now they're stating that that's not the case. They're saying this was what was supposed to happen from the beginning. He was supposed to have to go out there, do nothing, and leave. If you believe it, if you don't believe it, take it for what it is. We don't really know. Only they know. I don't believe it. That seems insulting, too. It's it's happened before. Last minute, last second. So back when Jericho came back to WWE one one of his many times, he did this thing where he would come out. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Jericho's back. He came out. He grabbed the microphone. Everybody started cheering. He put it down. Give everybody high fives. And he would just run backstage. He did that for like four (laughs) weeks. (laughs) And it was funny because it's like only Chris Jericho could fucking pull this off. But, um, yeah, so it, it could be real. I mean, I don't know. We don't we don't really know. Um, and this is my last story here, guys. Uh, I want to mention real quick. Actually, no, I want to save that. Uh, I don't want to ruin that. Um, one last thing I want to mention. I don't have an article here. All day on Twitter today, it's been um, trending uh, a fire Vince on Twitter where everybody wants Vince McMahon to get fired because they're like, fuck this. We don't want this. We enjoy Triple H's reign. We don't want this to come back. Um, so much that there was like a whole petition online where they were just like, hey, let's hijack SmackDown. Um Shows have been hijacked in the past where the fans just chant and don't let the wrestlers do anything. They don't let them talk. They just kind of talk over them, shout over them. Sometimes they have beach balls going around. They just act like insane people in the audience. Um, So the plan is for people to uh, hijack SmackDown and just keep chanting Fire Vince until the Ari Emanuel of the Endeavor hears this and responds. I'm about to go join (laughs) them. So 
it is what it is. Um, I've heard other articles say that Ari, uh, Ari, I already forgot his name, Emmanuel, was just like he's very high on having Vince there. He, he enjoys having Vince there. I don't know if that's true. Um, if the fans try to hijack SmackDown, that's all well and good. I don't know if things have changed, but from what I remember, SmackDown is pre-recorded and they can pipe in and pipe out sounds, mm-hmm. which they do whenever you have a, a wrestler who's very unpopular. They put in fake cheering to have them sound like they're more popular. So if they do have that power still for SmackDown, if you have the fans chanting stuff, they could just take that sound away and just pipe it in with people cheering. That is true. They can't do that on Raw, though, because Raw yeah. is live. Yes. Um, I think on NXT, I didn't get a chance to watch it. People were chanting, you know, fire events and shit like that during NXT. Um, but, yeah, we did have that. And Rudy, yes, we did glance over Pat McAfee because it was just not – it was very forgettable. Um, but uh, we got that. And then uh, I do want to end this on a, on a different note here. It is a little bit of somber. Uh, uh, WWE legend does pass away. Uh, Bushwhacker Butch uh, on the left there. One half of the Bushwh- Bushwhackers. Um, this story written by Connell Rumsey. They were a fun tag team in WWE. They were very comical. And before their time in WWE, they had they were like they were called the Sheep Herders, which is I know it's a weird name, but they were like these two guys you didn't fuck with because they just fuck, like murder you. <laughs> so um, it's sad to see Bushwhacker. Like well, they're they're rednecks from Australia or New Zealand. I can't remember which. Makes a lot of sense. Bushwhack, Bushwhacker. Ah. Um, so yeah, what happened was um, during WrestleMania weekend that you have like all the different promotions they're putting on major shows, and they have WrestleCon where they have uh, where they have people like doing signings and stuff. So Bushwhack, Bushwhacker Butch, that's so difficult to say, um, was supposed to be on a flight to um, to L.A. to do some uh, meet and greets. Apparently, he took on the he took the flight. Got very ill, went to a hospital, and then he uh, passed away shortly after. Mm-hmm. So on his way to, you know, uh, greet the fans. So uh, you know he was still involved in wrestling at that point. Uh, so it's sad to see him go. Shout out to um, or our condolences rather to uh, all family and friends, everybody involved in this. But uh, I believe that's everything I have. Yeah, that's my last story. I've been talking a lot. Apologize. <laughs> nah, man, that was great. Yeah, yeah, and you know, fuck Vince, but he, he, hashtag Vince needs to quit fire Vince. That's, hashtag Vince needs to quit fire Vince. Get a yes. trading, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two separate hashtags. Hashtag Vince needs to quit or hashtag fire Vince. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see if it happens. I mean, it better that. happen. I'm not watching AEW Dynamite, obviously, right now because I'm doing this podcast, but AEW did just sign one of the hottest free agents in wrestling in Jay White, uh, who we got to see in the main event of Madison Square Garden, Islam, where he fought a Kazuchika, Kazuchika Okada, Yeah, and you don't remember it because I remember I, I know saying, Okada. you were tired, I just wanted to go home. Shit, I'm tired now. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy, who's in the chat, he was sitting there right there next to us. There was a man yeah. sitting behind him who kept on hitting him in the chair. Yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> Almost punched the guy. I remember we switched seats. Yeah, that's right. You guys Michael switched seats. Michael J. White? Why? Because I said J. White. I said J. Oh. White. I, you just ignore him. Ignore him. That's why okay. he's not on the podcast anymore. Okay. <laughs> that, anyway, that's rip, all I got. Rip what? Shane's quads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Re, you know, Shane McMahon's quads, man. Just. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so funny. It's like when he went down, I was like, oh, man, that sucks. And then later on when I was watching the press conference. Yeah. And Triple H was just like, yeah, he tore a quad. I fucking laughed my ass off so hard. <laughs> I was like, it sucks. You Nobody wants to do that. But at the same time, it's like, you're a McMahon. You tore your fucking quad. That's hilarious to me. 
It didn't even look like he jumped high. That's why I was like, is that real? Like, I couldn't. Like, <laughs> well, Shane McMahon's not a wrestler, Disco. Like, he's literally just Vince McMahon's son. Granted, he's had amazing matches. I'm going to give the man his flowers. He's, he's a phenomenal performer. But technically, he's not a wrestler. And he hasn't been in wrestling since January, where he was in the Royal Rumble for, like, a few minutes. So it's like, and before that, he wasn't there for a couple of years. So the man's not a wrestler. He shows up, starts doing this shit, and tears his fucking quad. I was like, hey, man, like. Thank God Snoop Dogg was there, you know? <laughs> Thank God Honestly. Snoop Dogg was there. Honestly. All, the, all the McMahons oh, hang on, hang on. need to go. Hang on. Stephanie oh. McMahon proved in the past few years she was okay. She she's was not right. a McMahon. She's a, how's Stephanie McMahon not a McMahon? She's, she's married to Helmsley. Do, they consider Triple H a McMahon at this point. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. He's not. He's not. He's a Helmsley. So is his wife. All right, she she can go by by McMahon while she's well, it's Levesque, but okay. Oh, is it? I don't know his real his name. real name is Paul Levesque. There's okay, not one so agent in his entire name. She so she's Levesque and um <laughs> and not a McMahon. So you know, I'm pretty sure she's still her name is yeah, sure, sure, McMahon sure. Legally. but still, but still, she's she's a Levesque. She's I a got Levesque. you. Then they have their kids who are eventually yeah. going to start wrestling. Yeah, the next generation of McMahon can't wait. They're Levesques. They're not fucking McMahons. No, I know. I mean, Shane has kids too, though. He has three boys. Stephanie has three girls. No, nah, no, nah, they need to go. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> this man's That's put cold. a hit out on the McMahon children. That's crazy. <laughs> All because of their grandfather. No, nah, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Just Vince needs to go, really. He needs, hey, to, he needs to retire. At least that mustache needs to go. <laughs> His whole face, bro. <laughs> that shitty. That, like, see, like, that's not PG 13, his face. Like, that's his face. You're not is... allowed to show this to children. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, don't they have a PG 13 rating? Yeah, no, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're, no, uh, no. PG. I don't even think it's PG. No, it's not PG 13. It's PG. Oh, it's PG. That's even worse. Like, they're, yeah. they should be getting fined for Vince's face. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Vince was on TV again. Hang on. He got to pay for that. <laughs> like, that shit should be illegal. But, oh, um, yeah. Jay All White's right. abs could go to hell. That's hilarious. Jay White has the sickest abs like ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, oh man. But yeah, so uh any other stories or anything? Um this one, do you have I'm anything to review out. or uh I have a a show that I'm going to review. Alright, let's jump into Just that then. Pulling up the window. Love how you're in half the screen this <laughs> <laughs> Can y'all see that? <laughs> you have that shit in paint. I love, I love you so much. This I did, I did have that in paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um, you want to so zoom in on the image? Sh- oh, just uh, before you go, I uh, just, you know, I just want to say, fuck, I'm not Shyamalan. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. All right. Now you can go. Uh, I can't zoom in. That's fine. Oh. Uh, but uh, the show that I'm going to review today is called Servant mm-hmm. by, as I saw stated, M. Night Shyamalan. Um, Shitbag, yes. <laughs> it, uh, it's a show that's on Apple TV Plus, and I've actually enjoyed Apple TV's uh, catalog. They have some pretty good shows. Um, but this show, this show here, uh, I was ranked 7.5 on IMDb, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, if anybody cares. But nope. uh, it's currently on season four. Uh, just finished season and... four. Yep. 
Why is and this man still getting money to make this stuff? This dude's like a world famous director, Aslam. I get you don't like garbage. him, but like, dude, he's famous. This, <laughs> uh, this show, you know, I didn't want to like it too because of M. Night, but it was uh, actually a pretty interesting concept. Pretty much um, the lady in orange, her baby dies. This is a quick little mm-hmm. introduction to the show. Um, but her like, she has like a psychological break where she starts uh, – seeing this doll as her son and it's like her mind just doesn't want to accept the reality and um at a certain point the baby turns real and uh and so the guy all the way to the right the husband and then ron all the way to the left have to like kind of uh orchestrate this lie because it's uh it just gets pretty intense uh and stuff happens with the nanny it hits like a supernatural direction to uh it's it's got a lot of elements going by and uh the just the actors though they really bring the show to life um it uh i found i found myself compelled i I liked all the actors uh especially the um the nanny what's her name let me just look it up nell tiger free she plays such like a good weird just offbeat nanny like she almost like feels Amish almost, just like out of place, but uh, she's not. <laughs> so um, I, uh, I I would recommend watching it if if you if you have the time, definitely check it out. It's uh, a psychological thriller, supernatural, sci-fi elements, and uh, probably one of M Night's better works compared to Avatar. Like you, you just he has man, a couple of good did, things, yeah. He does have some good stuff. Like yeah. This is one of his better shows. Is one of yeah. his better work. So I, uh, I, I would say definitely check it out. It gets pretty interesting, and uh, just trying to keep that lie together, and also just the how the supernatural elements twist in, and it, it gets you kind of thinking like what's what's really happening here, and uh, and I kind of like that feeling where shut it's up, like, Rudy, getting immersed. Uh, so. You gotta put the you gotta put text up so people know what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, Disco, just quick question: You said that the show ended already? Uh, well, season four ended. Season I don't four, know. So it's, it's not series. like the series. I got yeah, you. I, I believe it's still ongoing. I don't. I I didn't really check Hope to not. see if it it's uh, getting another season, but it did hit four seasons, so it definitely has some traction. So uh, you don't get four seasons for for no reason. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm I guess sure the Mandalorian's is... gonna get four season, and uh, you know where that's going. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. So but I'm anyway... gonna, I'm gonna, I want to pitch a quick M.I. Shyamalan twist for the end of it. The baby is gonna end up being the mother's mother. I'm putting that out there. So the baby's gonna mother's be mother. mother. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna be like, it's gonna, ra- the, she's gonna raise the baby to be her mother. <laughs> Guarantee it. <laughs> that would be insane. I if if that happens, I will for sure let you know. <laughs> that would be insane, but I don't think so. Um, but still, nice nice guess. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Servant, I give it a I give it a thumbs up. Definitely check it out. It is a compelling show in my opinion. I, I like the characters; they are pretty interesting. Um, uh, Servant, check it out. That's a that's my spew. All right. Uh, no. All right. Well, hang on. No, no. Because Rudy, Rudy's typo for that is the best. It says the baby ends up being Eben Shamalas. (laughs) 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 
That is hilarious. Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening to the Los Wise Guys podcast. Um, thank you, Danny, for um, the review of WrestleMania 39. Thank, thank you, you for, for the, indulging me. Appreciate thank that. you for the update on um, on the merger. Uh, we're definitely going to be hearing more about it in the future as the news comes up. Um, thank you, Disco, for reviewing M Shitbag's um, show. It's M. It's M. Shamal's. Oh, sorry. M. Shamalamalam. Shamalamalamalam. Disco, thank you again for watching video. That's I know it's a lot. Appreciate that. Yeah. Oh no, of course. Had had a support. Um. Thank. Thanks to everybody in the in the chat. You guys made this episode way more fun. We loved interacting with you guys. Henry, Rudy, shout outs to you guys, and then shout out to newcomer Clark. Griswold. Well, this is our second, his second time here, you know. Oh, yeah. This is Clark gonna, Griswold. That, that did sound familiar. Well, that's the thing, because I remember I said the thing last time. I was like, oh, he's he's named after a character for one of my favorite movies, Clark Griswold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Well, shout outs to you, my friend. Thank you for coming back and joining us for this episode. And um, as always, uh, don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. Um, like and subscribing to the YouTube channels, uh, immensely helpful to us. Uh, go check out our social medias. Uh, follow us. Hit us up. Slide into the DMs. Send Dan some dick pics. Um, go check out the Los Wise Guys website, loswiseguys.com. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. Have a great week.